Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. If it's your first time here, welcome. I'm Zoe from Zoe Discovers, and welcome to the Discover North Korea podcast, where I use my expertise working in North Korea tourism and studying the Korean Peninsula to chat about North Korea in as much of an apolitical way as possible. Here, I try to expand the North Korean narrative away from politics, rockets, and nuclear weapons, and instead concentrate on the things in North Korea that don't really usually get the media limelight. The stuff everyone wants to know and also the stuff that you never knew about in the first place. I cover topics from what Koreans do in their first time to looking into cities and countryside areas outside of Pyongyang, all the while adding in little anecdotes from the times I've spent in the country, which is about three years and uh, 30 trips in and out of the country. The North Korean borders are indeed still closed due to COVID-19 and have been since January 2020. They actually were the first country in the whole world to close and lock down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But I hope that these podcasts give you a little bit of a taste for a country otherwise referred to as so secretive and closed off and makes North Korean tourism seem that little bit more accessible to you for when the borders do eventually open. When this will be, I have no idea, please don't ask me, but hopefully sometime around this time next year, maybe a little bit earlier, who knows, maybe even by the end of 2023. I truly believe in the positive impact North Korea tourism has both inside and outside the country, and it does wonders for rehumanizing the North Korean issue. So I hope one day you do consider a tour. If you have any questions on North Korea tourism, this podcast, or my experience in North Korea, don't hesitate to contact me on zoediscovers at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, zoediscoversnk or zoediscovers. I'm also on Facebook and TikTok as well.
You can also find links for North Korea tourism and engagement in North Korea on the show notes and follow Koryo Tours or check out the Koryo Tours website www.koryogroup.com for the best in NK tourism. I work with them and so obviously I'm going to preach about them and say that they're the best. They have been working in North Korea for the longest. They are the pioneers of North Korea tourism, have been working in North Korea for 30 years. They are actually just as old as I am. Today's topic is the North Korean passport stamp, something people either really want or really don't want. As an owner of two separate exit and entrance stamps into and out of North Korea, let me talk you through how to get them, or indeed how to avoid them. I keep referencing this conversation and this topic in chats and so, to be honest, I just wanted to get it all out the way so I can give you something to refer to as um, it's one I get asked a lot as well. This episode may end up a little shorter than usual, but nevertheless, let's hope that we try and get all of uh, everything to do with the North Korean passport stamp covered. So, let's get into it. Um, there are two kinds of people, really. Um, those that really want it and those that really don't want it. There don't really seem to be anyone in between. Let's cover for those that really don't want it first. Let me put your mind at ease. If you're worried about having the passport stamp, you really don't need to be. This is for two reasons. The first reason is that the passport stamp is pretty difficult to get. So if you're worried about having North Korea in your passport, it's harder to get than not. Most people don't get it. Secondly, even if you do have it in your passport, it shouldn't actually be an issue. Um, you know, I totally understand why people might be a bit worried about having the North Korean passport stamp in their passport, but it's, you know, it's pretty kind of conspicuous and it's all in Korean on the one hand. So, like, if you do get it, then unless someone reads Korean, um, then no one will be bothered. Even if someone does read Korean, it's absolutely fine. Um, you know, if you're if you're going to North Korea for tourism purposes, then there is actually no real reason you wouldn't be permitted to, you know, go to North Korea and then it affect you in any other country, apart from the US, which we'll get onto later. But generally, there's nothing wrong with going to North Korea for tourism. Um, and even South Korea, they have seen my stamped passport before and they haven't said anything. If they do question you, then just be honest, you know, like you when you visit any country, you maybe get randomly selected to be questioned, you might be, get grilled or whatever. Um, just be honest, you know, if you have visited North Korea, honestly, for tourism, and you are visiting another country for tourism, or whatever reason that you're visiting there, just be honest. Um, you know, visiting North Korea for tourism isn't a crime. Again, America is an exception here if you're a US citizen, kind of technically, but I'll save the American stuff till the end, so um, I'll cover those two topics finally. Unless you're visited for different reasons or you're hiding something, you really have no reason to worry. So for those that do worry about getting the passport stamp, remember firstly, it's hard to get, most people don't get it, you have to really try to get it, and secondly, um, even if you do have it, it's really not an issue. It's never been an issue for me. I've traveled um, to about 50 different countries uh, using a passport stamped with the North Korean passport stamp in there. It's never known, you know, it's never, no one's ever battered an, 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 an eyelid, so it's all good. 
So just why is it so hard to get? Well, usually when you enter North Korea, this is what happens. So you have your passport and you have your visa, but that visa is in a separate slip that is located outside of your passport. It's a blue slip, um, it is kind of a little booklet that opens and inside has all your details, the outside looks the same for everybody else. Um, if you're interested to see what that looks like, um, I do have a picture of one of those on my Instagram um, to coincide with the publishing of this. I might upload another one just so you have a reference point. If I forget to do that, please feel free to email me um, and ask if you do want a visual. Obviously, um, for those that want uh, bragging rights or, you know, passport stamp collectors or, you know, just want a kind of nice memory of the Korean passport stamp, this is not ideal since this blue slip is outside of your passport and that blue slip is what gets stamped. That would all be fine, I suppose, if you got to keep the blue slip, but um, unfortunately you don't. So you get given this blue slip on your way into North Korea, um, and then as you have passed through customs, sorry, uh, through passport check, that's what they are checking, and then you get on the bus in North Korea, and the guides take away your passport and your visa. Now, this is not some weird North Korea rule um, where you're not allowed to have your own passport in the country. Actually, previously, um, people used to keep hold of their passports and then an accident happened and basically, um, you know, the line that I always say to tourists actually is um, we take your passports away not because we don't trust you but um, yeah, it's because we don't trust you because it happened once before that somebody lost their passport in North Korea. Now, losing your passport on the best of days is, um, is pretty awful but losing your passport in North Korea, ah, things get a bit tricky especially if you are one of the countries that doesn't have an embassy in North Korea. Um, during this time, it was quite a few years ago now, but this time basically um, someone, they lost their passport and so they were not permitted to leave North Korea with the rest of the tour group. It was then a few days of um, obviously a little bit of worry on all parts, not least uh, the person who had lost their passport. In the end, they basically found his passport down, um, I think it was down the seat in the bus. So he was able to leave, obviously, um, but this meant that um, for future, you know, for all the tourists, uh, it became the norm that passports and visas are taken in the country as soon as you land by the guides. They are then kept in safekeeping by the guides, trust me, that's the safest place it's going to be, especially on some tours in North Korea when you are moving around a lot. You don't want to have to worry about your passport and they are not going to lose it, okay? So they keep hold of your passport and visa for you and then they give it you back when we're on the train, uh, sorry, when we're on the way to the train or on the way to the airport, they give you back your passports and your visas um, and, you know, so that's just kind of safe. But then your when you go through the security check again sorry not security customs again not customs um when you go through passport control that's the one gosh too much traveling recently when you go through passport control um they obviously check your passport check your visa and then take that blue slip you do not get to keep that blue slip people have tried asking before and um it never works so 
by all means, feel free to ask to keep that blue slip, but you are probably not going to get to keep it. So that is basically why it's hard to have the visa stamp in your passport, um, because it's not the norm. The norm is to stamp this blue visa slip, and which is outside of your passport, and you don't get to keep it. But for those absolutely desperate to get this passport stamp, for those of you in the um, in the other side of things that really want to get it, I'm going to go over now the two ways in which you can indeed get something in your passport that shows that you have been to North Korea. So the first way is to get the passport stamp itself. Um, this is exactly what I have. Um, it is a pretty cool looking stamp. It has two arrows, one pointing in, one pointing out. It's obvious for the entry one, the arrows are pointing inwards, and then for the exit stamp, the arrows are pointing outwards. It's a fairly chilled out little stamp. It is rectangular um, and has some Korean writing on it, uh, but not much. And then it just has those those little triangles pointing inwards and pointing outwards. Again, I will try and put something on Instagram in the coming days. Um, and I do already have a picture of that on my Instagram as well. This is actually in my old passport, unfortunately, so I don't have it to hand with me right now to make a video or something like that. But anyway, um, I'll get some visuals up for you. If you want this stamp, there is one place and one place only that you can get it in North Korea and it means that you have to enter in this location. It's actually the first place that I ever went to in North Korea and that's why I have two of these entry and exit stamps. I first went to North Korea in, honestly, it was either 2016 or 2017, I really can't remember, I always quote it wrong. Either way, it was a good few years ago and I'm pretty sure it was 2016. That was when I first entered Rason. And that is the place that you need to enter into North Korea if you want to get the passport stamp. Now, I did do an entire episode on Drasan. Can't remember exactly which episode that is, but it's a very cool area. It's North Korea's special economic zone, and I always reference it because it is a very different place, and it's also the first place I ever went to North Korea. I, to be honest, wouldn't recommend it as a first time visit to North Korea. It's definitely very different, um, to be honest, it sounds very cliche, but I would recommend Pyongyang to anyone visiting North Korea for the first time. But considering that, I always think with any country in the world, the capital city is not a representative example of the country as a whole. London to the UK, um, you know, Beijing to China, stuff like this. Every capital city has their own little, um, you know, micro economy and stuff like that is very, very different from the rest of the country. So if you do have a little bit more time to spend in North Korea, then do consider going to a couple more places instead of just Pyongyang, but it is a good place to start. Anyway, if you want the stamp, you have to enter through Rason, and that doesn't mean just going through the country and domestically traveling into Rason. That means you have to travel up to China's northeast to enter through the border in Rason, which in itself is a pretty cool border because you either cross over by walking or by bus. I mean, it's usually the... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's kind of difficult to just walk over it. But nevertheless, it is just a simple um, land border that you cross by car. Even if you cross into via into North Korea via Rasan, it's not a guarantee that they will stamp you. It's kind of hit and miss, although they generally do, apart from with Americans. They didn't do it with Americans before the travel ban, and um, obviously they don't do it with Americans after the travel ban, because Americans, you should not be traveling anyway. So that is basically the only way that you can get the actual North Korean passport stamp in your passport just like that but there is a second way and the second way is to get a full page visa in your passport that is then stamped. I guess this way is no more or less tricky than visiting via Rason because Rason is really out of your way and you've got to you know if you're just going for the passport stamp I mean it is quite an effort to just go for the passport stamp. The visa and the passport stamp is probably your easier way to go, but it's only available for very specific people. And I'm not talking about a certain kind of person, I'm actually talking about your nationality, because this is only available to people who have North Korean embassies in their own country. So I will reel off that list in a second, but just to let you know what I'm talking about, I am talking about a full page visa in your passport instead of having this blue visa booklet that is outside your passport. Now what usually happens is if you book a tour to North Korea, then your travel company that you booked it through, they will apply for your visa for you. It's actually a really simple process. You don't need to send in your passport, anything like that. Um, they do all of the paperwork for you. You just answer a couple of questions, as standard ones, you know, date of birth, what your job is, stuff like that. Very, very easy. Um, and then the travel company will take care of that for you. The second way of doing this is to go to a North Korean embassy in your country and you basically have to do all of that. It's more effort on your part because you need to go to the embassy to drop it off, you need to go to the embassy to pick it up and you also need to pay their embassy fees. Okay, um, and this can change country to country. Uh, we don't quote on what that is because every embassy is different and it's completely up to them. We also don't like promote doing this or recommend doing this because most people are just fine having the visa outside their passport. Most people don't want to go through the effort to do this. So if you do have this in mind that you want to do it and you have a North Korean embassy in your country, and I'm about to go through that list, then... Um, you know, do let the travel company know as soon as you book the tour because they will need to not only not apply for a visa for you, um, but they will need to 
give you like a letter of invitation because not anyone can just rock up to North Korea, you know? It's the travel company that is basically sponsoring you to go. That's also why, you know, we need to make sure that you're not like a secret journalist and stuff, and why a travel company might get in trouble if you try and sneak onto a tour as a journalist or with, you know, some different intentions and stuff like that. So I would, you know, please guys, just don't do that. If you are going to North Korea to make trouble, then everyone else is going to get into trouble as well. Anyway, if you do want to do that, it's, you know, it's generally no problem. You just need to make sure that you do have a North Korean embassy in your country. So let's go through that list. I'm going to go um, from the Wikipedia page um, and go via continents um, and then in alphabetical, alphabetical order. So, um, so listen up. First, if you're from Africa, you may want to know that Algeria, Angola, uh, the DRC, Egypt, Equatorial Guinea, Ethiopia, Guinea, Libya, Nigeria, South Africa, Tanzania, and Uganda all have North Korean embassies in their countries. Then the Americas, Brazil, Cuba, Mexico, and Venezuela. You are lucky. You also have North Korean embassies in your countries. Now on to Asia. Bangladesh, Cambodia, China, India, Indonesia, Iran, Japan, Kuwait, Laos, Mongolia, Myanmar, Nepal, Pakistan, Singapore, Syria, Thailand, Vietnam, and Yemen. You also all have North Korean embassies in your countries. And finally, on to Europe. Austria, Belarus, Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Germany, Italy, Poland, Romania, Russia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. You also all have North Korean embassies in your countries. Now, the one in the United Kingdom in London might just be one of my absolute favorite embassies ever um, that I've ever visited. It's um, it's great. <laughs> it's um, a really nice, cute little detached house in the most British suburb of London that you've ever seen. Honestly, I there is nothing um, notable about this suburb in the UK. It is, you know, your typical red brick housing with some, like, white painted walls, your little front yards, um, completely normal, like, road signs that are just so... Everything is just so normal about that place, apart from the fact that one of the houses on the road has a massive flagpole sticking out of it, and on national holidays, North Korean national holidays, that flagpole will raise the North Korean flag. It is absolutely bizarre to think about, to be honest. Um, and also, I visited... Um, here last year when I was living in London because I lived just about 15 minutes drive away which, um, which is just bizarre. It's in a place called Epping in West London and um, and it's probably one of the cutest embassies I've ever seen. Um, if you are in London maybe um, maybe pay it a visit. So those are the two ways. You either enter through a place called Rason in northeast North Korea or you can get yourself the visa, full page visa in your passport at your local North Korean embassy. Americans, I know there's a load of you here and also a load of people that don't want to ruin their chances of being able to travel or to live and work in the US. So listen up, there are two things to watch out for. Firstly, for those international people wanting to visit the US after visiting the DPRK. <sighs> so, generally this is not an issue. Um, I'm going to talk about something called the ESTA visa. Now this is an, an electronic transit visa that a few countries are eligible to get. 
and that includes British people. Um, I, before I traveled to North Korea, was eligible to get this ESTA visa, which basically makes getting a visa to the US a lot easier than it normally would be. Unfortunately, since the travel ban came into place, um, actually a little bit after that, it's only more recently, I think in 2018 or 2019, since then, if you have traveled to North Korea, then you are no longer eligible to get the ESTA visa. Now, this is, only becomes an issue for those that originally were permitted to get an ESTA visa. So if that's not you, then you don't have to worry about this. Um, it should not change anything about your travel to, North, uh, travel to the US. If you are, um, if you were previously eligible um, and now you're not eligible, um, then that's also fine. Um, it just means that you have to get a full US visa if you want to transit through the US or if you want to visit the US. Um, and that means that you have to have a US embassy in your country and it may mean that you have to go in for an interview and maybe a little bit more time, money and paperwork. So a little bit fr frustrating. You may want to consider it when you're putting it in your travel plans, um, you know, for some time in the future. But to be honest, it shouldn't you shouldn't let it affect you too much. For me, um, this had a massive impact and I don't think it will impact anyone else uh, probably as much as it impacted me because if you don't know, um, I was stuck on a small island in the South Pacific called Tonga for about a year and a half in my life. Very strange um, period during COVID. Anyway, um, I was looking at getting a flight out and a lot of the flights at the start, they were going through Guam. Um, which is US territory, and unfortunately, um, I was not able to transit through Guam because I was not eligible for the ESTA visa, and also there is no US embassy in Tonga. So funnily enough, um, yeah, it was a really weird situation where I was like, I want to leave and there's a flight available, but I literally can't get on this flight um, because it's going through Guam and I cannot transit through Guam. So um, anyway, that was a really weird time in my life and just a nice little anecdote for you there. In terms of those, um, you know, just going to the US without the ESTA visa or whatever, I'm not going to say that it won't affect you at all. Maybe you'll be questioned more and if you've been to a few other weird countries and the officer doesn't like you or whatever, then it may contribute to you having difficulties getting a visa. But generally, it shouldn't. According to the rules, all it means is that you're not eligible for an ESTA visa. And now for those US citizens that want to travel to North Korea, but unfortunately cannot. Americans cannot travel on a US passport. Now, I interviewed somebody recently um, in the past few episodes, an American Taiwanese who travelled to North Korea on his Taiwanese passport, and I have also taken others that have done a similar thing. Since the travel ban came in, the North Korea travel ban came in, um, and that was, I think it was around 2016, I'm gonna, don't quote me on that, but it, you know, it's in the past 10 years, like recent, recent times. Um, since that came in, it has made it impossible for US citizens to visit North Korea on your US passport. Now, this is not a North Korean rule. North Koreans don't mind it. You know, if you go in as a US citizen, they don't, they don't mind where you're from. Um, it's a travel ban from the US. And you will be committing a crime if you go to North Korea on your US passport. It's illegal to have a US passport. Um, and 
visit North Korea and by deduction it's therefore also not possible to get a passport stamp in a US passport. They just wouldn't stamp you and also they wouldn't let you in. Nevertheless, um, you know, US citizens have been known to travel on different passports to North Korea um, and this is not a problem because you are not traveling on a US passport. But I do just want to add in a disclaimer that I am not condoning this, I'm not suggesting it, and I am also not promoting it. I am simply providing some information on how previously US citizens have done that before, basically by not being a US citizen. And so let's all just hope that this travel ban hopefully, you know, gets lifted. Before the travel ban came in, um, American citizens were one of the, you know, biggest nationalities um, easily to come on our tours to North Korea. And, um, you know, you guys know that I truly believe in tourism to North Korea, helping to, you know, rehumanize the issue and, you know, just to help. I, I feel like it has benefits both inside and outside the country. So I do truly hope that the travel ban gets lifted at some point soon and that everyone, all of my listeners and everyone else can go in as well. Now, um, there are some super cool people working on getting this travel ban lifted. And I actually... Um, interview some of those in next week's episode. Episode 22 is going to be with Lyft. They are a very cool group um, and stands for Let Individuals Travel Freely, L-I-F-T, um, and they are basically an advocacy group working on lifting the travel ban for US citizens to North Korea. So make sure to tune in to that next week, and if you can't wait until next week, I actually did a webinar with Lyft um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, depending on when this comes out. Um, I don't have the dates on me right now, but it will be available on my YouTube as a live um, that we live streamed via my YouTube. It will then be saved as a live stream um, and you can listen to that if you go over to my YouTube now and we basically talk about everything from, you know, the benefits of North Korea tourism um, and how to go about lifting the travel ban, why it's important, stuff like that. So do head over to YouTube and listen to that and otherwise I will hear from you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.